Welcome to a message from Oasis Church. For more information about Oasis Church and how you can get connected, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Thanks for listening and enjoy the message. Well, Pastor Mark, you opened up something that I hadn't thought anything about because it wasn't necessarily the route I was going to go tonight. But there's just something about, and if you would, open your Bibles to Joel chapter 2. Amen. Glory to God. Whenever you started speaking about the meetings that we, and I don't want to say used to have. Because see, as time is going on, they're going to get better. More powerful. More glorious. More demonstrative. As we see God moving in our midst like we never have before. I may get back to where I was wanting to go later, but right now this is where I'm going. We got to look at things differently. We got to we 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 don't want to look at the past as the past. We want to look at the past as a bridge to our future in the things of God. Amen. And getting to that place and desiring to go there and not allowing anything to keep us from fulfilling the destiny that God has ordained for us to have. Amen. So there, there's this thing about uh, we have to flow with what God is doing. And I don't know if we know how to do that like we used to know how to do that. I mean, whenever Kay and I got into the things of God, it didn't take us long to know how to flow in it. Amen. Amen? Why was that? Well, because it was so powerful. You didn't have to wonder if it was God. You knew it was God. You didn't have to wonder if I needed to take a lap. You just knew you needed to take one. Amen? And so you did. And we need to still be able to do that. Hallelujah. Because, see, God's not done with pouring out His Spirit. We haven't even seen what's going to happen because the latter rain is going to be greater than the former rain. Amen. Amen. And so I just wanted to read this, and, and hopefully we'll, we'll go on into what I was wanting to do, but it all really actually all pertains together because we're going to get into the place of knowing who we are. Amen? And so I, I just wanted to look at this just real quickly in Joel chapter 2, and uh, we're going to look at verse 28. And it says, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. And also on my men's servants and on my maidservants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. I will. He said, it shall come to pass. I will. Now, to me, that's a promise. (coughs) Pardon me. That he was delivering through the prophet Joel. And then Peter, of course, said the same thing on the day of Pentecost. When the Spirit of God was poured out 
on all those who were in the upper room. Glory to God. Amen. They saw stuff that day and heard things that day. As a matter of fact, the entire city of Jerusalem heard things that day they had never heard before. They were astounded by what was going on. Amen. And so we ought not look at these things as just happenstances once in a while. We need to look at these things as they are a natural course of how God does things in a service, in a meeting, or whatever you want to call it. Amen? A gathering. Hallelujah. And we need to be receptive to it. We need to be open to it. We need to jump into it. And if God speaks to you, just like me doing what I'm right now, I hadn't planned on this, but God said to speak about this. Amen. So we'll take just a few minutes to do this. God is pouring out His Spirit Afterward, after what? Well, if you read before that, he talks about repentance. Amen? Well, I don't know if I need to repent about anything. Well, now you know. You do. Hallelujah. See, he says that he's coming back for a spotless church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wrinkle-free, glory to God. Best-looking thing in town. Amen. That's what he's coming back after. And so he's preparing us for this coming, which is so close that you and I would be astonished if we knew the exact time. Amen. But he's getting us ready for these things. And so for us to be able to be a partaker of it, we need to know how to flow in it. And to need to know how to flow in that, we need to know who we are. Amen. You are not a physical being sitting in a chair right now. You are a spirit being that is housed in a body. Amen. And if your spirit had his or her way, it would jump out and take a lap. It would scream, it would holler, it would shout. Amen. Amen. While you're sitting there trying to suppress all of this down, your spirit is wanting to jump out and do these things. Hallelujah. I mean, I remember. Now, we, we, got, we came into the Word of Faith movement in 1992. Hallelujah. And whenever we, on the little church on the hill in Honeybird. Boy, I tell you what. Now, there was some excitement that went on during those times. And it wasn't just whenever we had a guest speaker. It's whenever, you know, uh, Pastor Aaron was preaching, Pastor Melanie or Pastor Mark was preaching. It was just, it was all the same. You, you didn't shift gears whenever a guest speaker came like we all do now. We're all, you know, hanging on every word they say. Does that make sense? Come on. Come on. And so it was exciting for us. Man, we couldn't get enough of it. Amen. We were there every day, every time the doors were open. And we didn't live in Honeyburg at that time. We lived in the... 
wilderness of Perry County. Amen? 35 miles away, one way. Hallelujah. Well, we live further than that now. Amen? But we're here because we want to receive. Amen. We're here because we want to give. See, it says that we're supposed to bring something when we come. Amen. Not just monetarily, but spiritually, you bring something. You bring a deposit. You bring a gift. You bring something that someone else may need. Amen. You bring a word. Amen. Hallelujah. You may, it may be a tongue. It may be an interpretation of a tongue. Amen. How many of us, before we come to church, prayed, Lord, use me in this service if you so desire? How many, how many of us do that? Don't raise your hand because most of you couldn't. Because you don't think of that. You don't think that God could use you. That's only for the people on the front row here. Amen. Mark, you and Jackie too. Amen. Well, you know, if uh, somebody gives a tongue, pastor uh, interpret it. That's his job. That's what we're paying for. Amen. But you may be sitting back there and you've got the interpretation of that. Now, everything needs to be done in order, of course, and we understand that and everything like that. But don't discount yourself. Amen. No matter how young or how old you are, don't discount that God, if you asked him to put something in you, you brought it with you. And it can be used. Yes. Amen? Amen? If you realize who you really are, and you're a spirit. Amen? Hallelujah. In Genesis chapter 2, it says that God made man a living soul or a speaking spirit. Amen? So you can declare things out of your mouth. You can see things turn to your advantage. Amen. You don't have to just go with the flow of how things are going. It's easy to go with that, but it's a lot harder to paddle up against it. But see, this is, this is the time that the church is in right now. And I hope that you're all, all right with this because this is just what's coming out of me right at this moment. Hallelujah. And so we've got to understand who we are, and not just allow things to take place just like they've always been. I've, I've seen from the time from whenever we came into it to the time that we're in now, there's been a great relaxing in the church. Amen. I've seen it in my own self, so I understand how easily it can come about. You have to fan the flame. That's what Paul told Timothy. Fan the flame that is in you. You've got to do something. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
And to do that, you've got to understand what God has called you to. Does that make sense? Hallelujah. Even if it don't say amen. All right. I think I'm done with that particular part of it. But we're going to look at some things tonight. And I want you to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And whenever you find that, I want you to go to the book of Romans, the 16th chapter, and hold on to it. Can you do that? Amen. Praise God. This is very familiar scripture that we're going to look at in 2 Corinthians 10, 3. It says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare sorry, are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing every thought into the captivity, into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So, <coughs> pardon me. We have weapons that are not of flesh. You're a spirit being, so therefore you have spiritual weapons. That makes sense, doesn't it? Amen. And so these weapons are for pulling down strongholds, not putting up with strongholds, not saying, well, you know, maybe things will get better later on. No, it says that what we have are weapons to pull down strongholds. Amen. Now, let's look at this in Romans chapter 16 and verse 20. Are you there? And the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, that sounds real good. God's going to do it. He's going to put Satan, crush him under my feet. Glory to God. But if you don't know who you are, and what your weapons are, God can't put anything under your feet. you got to know that knowing who you are is a weapon. you got to understand that. Amen. You're not just someone who comes in twice a week and sits in a chair and sits here for a couple hours or so, listens to music, listens to preaching, gets prayed for and goes home. Amen. You are someone with a power that has been ordained by God, amen, to pull down strongholds, to put in place God things, and to uproot the God of this world's things. Amen? He says, Paul says, and the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. Amen? Hallelujah. Well, how long is shortly? How short is shortly? <laughs> Amen? 
Well, if you look it up in your concordance, shortly is just a span of time. It doesn't give a chron chronological order of what that time will be. It just says it's a span of time. Hallelujah. So to me, I think that that span of time can be influenced. Influenced by me. Influenced by you. That you and I can cause things to happen quicker than what possibly would have happened before. Because we're determining things. We're speaking spirits. Amen? In Genesis 1, 26, it says, And God said, Let us make man in our own image and let him have dominion over things. Amen? I like what the word dominion, one of the definitions is, it means to crumble away. Amen? A little at a time. Did you ever see a sculptor take a block of granite? He doesn't just plop it up on a pedestal and say, what do you think of it? There it is, my, my creation. What does he do? He takes a hammer, he takes a chisel and whatever else he does, and he starts crumbling at it. Little here, little there, amen. And all the while, he's got in his thinking what it's going to be. Amen. amen. So whenever you and I come against things that Satan has put against us, we ought to have an image in our thinking what we want and start to attack that thing. Amen. amen. And you've got to understand this, that the, the power that is in the church is not in its ability to overwhelm Satan all at once. Because I don't know if we can. But we can put pressure here and there. Amen. And cause things to turn around simply by keeping constant pressure on it. And if we know who we are, then we know that we have the power to do that. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So, so the, the church's big uh, adventure is that we're going to keep pushing against Satan's kingdom until it's completely out of our arena. Amen. We just keep pushing. You just keep pushing. You just keep pushing. It might be a little here, a little there. It might be a lot in one area. Wherever you see weakness come, you push harder there. Because, see, that's what he does. Whenever he sees weakness in you or I, that's where he puts more pressure to get us to cave in. Amen? So whatever it might be, you look for weakness. And then you attack it. Glory to God. It sounds simple, doesn't it? And it should be. Because that's what God has called us to do is to attack these things, to chip away at it. Amen? And to just be able to stand without giving up. Mm -hmm. yeah. Amen. Amen? 
How many of you have ever gave up on anything? Sure, everybody has. Amen? Because, well, you know, it's, it's just not fun anymore, or it's too hard, or, you know, I'm not seeing the results I want to see as quick as I want to see them. There's all kinds of excuses of why we stop doing something. Amen? But Galatians 6 tells us that there is a season to reap if we faint not, if we don't give up. Hallelujah. We're seeing stuff in the world right now. It's almost overwhelming. If, if you would, you know, you watch even Christian news anymore. And the, the bad stuff, it just seems like, how can we ever be able to overcome this? Amen? By just keeping up the pressure. By just keep doing the same thing over and 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 never getting tired. You just know that one of these days it's going to break loose and that thing's going to fall. Amen. Your Jericho wall will fall. Amen. And you'll have the victory. I've heard this said before, and I, I don't know, you know, I, there's probably a lot of truth in it, that most people give up the day before their breakthrough comes. So if you ever gave up, if you'd waited one more day, you would have had it. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. But there is some truth in that because you get weary in well-doing. You get wear, weary in, in doing things like that. Amen. You don't, you don't want to have to keep doing this day after day after day. Well, why not? You go to work day after day after day. Amen. Well, why are you doing that? Well, so that you can pay your bills, so that you can have food, so that you have a place to live, so that you can give to the church, amen, and all this wonderful stuff. And you do it, and you may not like your job all that well, but you know you just got to do it. Amen. But it's all in the attitude that you have whenever, while you're doing it. Praise God. It may not be the greatest job in the world, but it's better than being unemployed. Do you see that? Amen. So you have to stay with it. Amen. I like what it says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13. In the Amplified, it says this, And having done all the crisis demands to stand firmly in your place, stand therefore, Hold your ground. That's, what, that's all it is. It's like a tug of war. Amen? Satan and his crew is on one side and the church is on the other. And if we keep our feet firmly planted, amen, on the word, it won't be shifting sand. He won't be able to drag us over into his area. Amen? We'll be able to overcome him and pull him into our area. Hallelujah. So he says to stand your ground. Don't give up just because it got hard. Amen. Hallelujah. What in the world would we have done if Jesus on the way to Calvary would decide this is too much. Forget this. Amen. And call for his father to send angels down and take care of all that. 
he would have been okay. You and I, not so much. Amen. We would have been eternally lost. And he didn't want that. Amen. Hallelujah. So we've got a place that God has given us. I want to look at this in Joshua chapter 1. Let's go there. I hope you're getting something out. If nothing else, I wanted just to encourage you not to give up. Not just, just to say, forget it, it's not worth it. Amen. If it's God, it's worth it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You, you may fall a little bit and you may have to regroup. Okay, that's all right. We can do that. Amen. You may have to take a season away. But then you, don't, you, you just don't stay over in here because it's nice and comfy. There's nothing better than just sitting in a seat and having someone else preach to you. That's the easiest thing in the world. Amen. The hardest thing in the world is to listen to what they're preaching to you and then applying it to your life. Amen. But God has a plan for us in all this. And he told this to Joshua. Let's look at this in Joshua chapter 1. Are you there? Amen. Amen. And look at, look at this in verse 3. God says this to him. He says, Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses. So Moses is no longer with us. Amen. Moses is dead. Now therefore arise. Amen. He said, Just what I spoke to Moses, I'm speaking to you. No matter where you're at, when you go to work tomorrow, that place is yours. You're all looking at me real funny right now, but it's the truth. You have authority there. Amen? Not, not authority to go and order people around or anything like that, but you have authority over every demonic force that might be there. Amen? God says, as I said to Moses, I'm saying to you, wherever you go, wherever your footsteps are, it's yours. It belongs to you. Take dominion over it. You may have to start chipping away at some things there. Little at a time. Amen? But your weapons are not carnal. They're mighty through God. And one of the most mightiest weapons you have is knowing who you are in Christ Jesus. That, to me, that, none of the others will even work for you if you don't know that they're for you. If you think they're for somebody else, some, some you know, world-famous preacher or whatever, amen, and not for you, I'm just, you know, average Joe. I'm nobody special. Well, if you were nobody special, then why did God save you then? Because to Him, you're precious. Amen? And you were worth everything. Hallelujah. Now look at this. Let's... Look at verse 5. It says, No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Amen. Amen. No person. They may sound big and bad. They may threaten you. They may 
say all kinds of stuff about you. But God has to find a word here. And he said that no man, no person is going to be able to stand or withstand you. To withstand you. Amen. The Lord told me this one time. And there's a time when I was really kind of going through some stuff and it just seemed like Satan was, you know, doing overtime on me. And he said this, he said, you don't realize just how little effort it would take on your part to cause him to flee. See, he has no staying power. And if you just turn around and stare him right in the face and tell him what you're going to do, he'll flee. Amen? See, we think it's, go- it's just, you know, almost impossible, but God said it takes very little effort on my part. That helped me out a great deal to understand that what I might be going through to my mind seems really, really big. But my spirit on the inside of me is saying, let me add him. We'll make a quick work out of this. Amen? But that's if you know who you are. Amen? You got to know who you are. You got to know, amen, that he is with you. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. So, there's a question here. Why is it that so many of us are not taking as much for God as what we should? Why aren't we? Why is it that it seems like every day the world is taking more and more and more of what the church should have? Amen? Well, the answer is really, really simple, and we're going to look at it here in James chapter 1. Let's go and look at that. Amen? James chapter 1. Hallelujah. Here is, here is the reason that we're not doing everything like we should. In verse, James chapter 1, verse, starting with verse 22, it says, But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself and goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he is. That's the reason. Amen? See, here, right now, you've got your Bibles open and you're reading them or, or, or your device or whatever it is. And you're reading it and you're seeing this. What happens as soon as that book closes? It vanishes. Unless you purpose to keep that and be a doer. 
Amen. Everything. I've been in so many great, powerful services. Glory be to God and, and shouting and everything else. And then go home and forget everything that was spoken to me that night. Because I did not keep this before me. I immediately forgot who I was. That's why we're not. We're forgetting who we are. That's why, that's why it's so important to not only be in the house of God, but to be around God's people. Amen. Yeah. Amen. To help yeah. bolster you up. Yeah. You might get a little down once in a while, but if you get around them people and, you know, well, they're just bragging on themselves because they don't ever have any problems. Really? I don't think so. I haven't seen a believer yet who hasn't had at least one problem. <laughs> or more. <laughs> Amen? But we forget who we are. Because we are, we are not... We are a speaking spirit. We should be speaking who we are to us. To ourselves. You don't speak who someone else is to them. You speak to yourself who you are. Amen? There's something here. I brought it, and I didn't know if I, if I was going to use it or not, but I'm going, to, I'm going to read it to you. This is something I confess over myself every day. Amen? And I call it my commitment to my Father. I commit myself to God. I commit myself to His Word. I commit myself to His purposes for my life. I refuse to quit. I refuse to bow to any pressure, to any unbelief. I refuse to compromise through doubt. I am fearless, and I am steadfast in my Father's love for me. Amen. There is no fear big enough, broad enough, deep enough, or bad enough to stop what God has called me to do. You see that? Amen? His plan for my not life is not unto my death. It is unto my life, and I refuse to let go of it. God never fails. His word never fails. His love never fails. So therefore, I will never fail. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And so whenever you see that, now that would encourage you. Hallelujah. And it's just, it's, just something, it's just something I do. Praise God. And no, I did not come up with this. Okay, so don't think, wow, that's deep. Amen. I got it from Brother Copeland. He said I could have it. Amen. Hallelujah. But it's the truth. You've got to start confessing these things over yourself. That God is for you and not against you. Greater is he that is in you than he is in the world. Do you see that? Amen. So you've got to start looking at things differently. Hallelujah. You know, whenever... Jesus was in the temple in Luke chapter 4. And it says the attendant gave him the book. And he read out of Isaiah chapter 61. The spirit of the Lord is upon me for the Lord has anointed me. And went through all the discourse. And then he closed the book up. Gave the book back to the attendant and sat down. And what did he say after that? Today 
this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. How could he say that if he didn't believe it? Amen? There's no way. He said what he believed. And it's got to be the same for you and I. We've got to say what we believe. Now, you're not going to say all of these things to people out in the world. They're not going to understand anything that you're saying. They'll think you're arrogant, prideful, crazy. Amen. One of those religious nuts. Amen. You don't say it to them. You say it to yourself. Who are you trying to strengthen anyway? Them or you? Well, you've got to strengthen yourself first so that you have something to give to someone else. Amen. You've got to know who you are. You've got to believe it. You've got to fix it before your eyes. Hallelujah. That's why when, you know, they, they would put Scripture, you know, on their foreheads and stuff like that, they'd have them with them all the time so they could recite them, praise God, and build faith in them. That's what it's all about. Amen? I said that's what it's all about. Praise God. So you got to see that you're that. Now I'm going to, I'm going to close here in just a moment, but let's go on ahead and look at this, and this is where we'll close at in Ephesians chapter 1. Let's go there. We'll close here. Praise God. This is such a powerful uh, picture of who the, who the body of Christ is. And I think it's something that we need to, to really look at because, see, this is, this is who you are. Amen? Uh, Ephesians chapter 1 Let's, uh, let, well, let's just start with verse 17. I'm going to read this down to the end of the chapter in the Amplified Bible. It says, For I always pray to the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that He may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation. You've got to know through revelation who He is and who you are. Of insight into mysteries and secrets, into deep and intimate knowledge of Him, by having the eyes of your heart flooded with light. Glory to God. The Word's got to so enlighten you that nothing else can come in because it's so bright. So that you can know and understand the hope of which He has called you, and how rich is the, His glorious inheritance in the saints, His set apart ones. And so that you may know and understand what is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of His power in and for us who believe as demonstrated in the working of His mighty strength. So God's just not a talker, He's a doer. Amen? If He says something about you, He's going to back it up with action which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in heavenly places. Huh. That's a lot like 
who we are too, isn't it? We are seated with Christ in heavenly places. I'm not there in this body, but my spirit is so connected that anything that the Spirit of God says comes directly into me. Amen. And I don't even have to leave Evansville for it. Amen. Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named above every title that can be conferred, not only in this age and in this world, but also in the age and the world which is to come. And he has put all things under his feet. Say, that's me. You're his feet. You're the body of Christ. Amen. So that's you and I. And has appointed him the universal and supreme head of the church, a headship exercised throughout the church, which is his body, the fullness of him. Boy, that's, that's right there. That sums it all up. In the body of Christ is the fullness of Christ. Amen. Amen. Who fills all in all, for in that body lives the full measure of Him who makes everything complete and who fills everything everywhere with Himself. Glory to God. So wherever the body of Christ is, the fullness of, of Jesus is there and it fills up everything. Amen. We all remember, I can't remember some, some pastor, was it Charles Finney who used to come into a place and when he got off the train or whatever, people would just fall out in the spirit because the power of God. I can't remember. It may not have been him, maybe somebody else. Anyway, you're a big help. Thanks. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, I just should have said. Amen. But what was... Wesley, John Wesley, yeah. What was in him came out of him, the fullness of Jesus, and nobody could stand. Well, yeah, but that was way back when. Yeah, I know it. But that way back when's coming back again. Matter of fact, it's, it's, it's here now. Amen? I was, I, was, I was just watching a show last night. And in this one, one university in Kentucky, Ashbury University, February the 8th, which was just last Wednesday at a chapel service, the power of God fell in that service and it's continued so far all this week without stopping. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So see, God's doing it. He's filling up the world again. Amen? So let's not think it's odd or strange whenever God starts moving in profound ways why we're all here. Let's not think it out of the ordinary. Let's think of it as something that God's doing because, hey, He found someone who knows who they are. And so he wants to start there. God doesn't just, you know, overwhelm necessarily, but he comes in in most 
unusual ways. Amen? And those are so wonderful. Kay and I were just talking about this coming come to church tonight, how, how many things God has done in ways we couldn't even begin to think of. And that's how He likes to do it. He likes surprising us. Amen? So prepare yourself to get surprised. Amen? In a most unusual way. In a most un overwhelming way. Hallelujah. That concludes today's message. For more information about Oasis Church, please visit myoasischurch.com. Thanks for listening.